Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the weekend. Larry Richard, Marty Griffin. And uh, we have a special guest, Mike. Mike Words from Mike's Carriage Service is with us. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning. When we last talked, it was uh, on the bubble whether the city of Pittsburgh would ban, among other things, horse and carriage rides, but they decided to table it, right? Correct. Which means the way you make your living could continue. Correct. And the guy that tabled it is done, so it's dead, in essence. Right. Right, Mike? Right, right. However, (laughs) you're still getting jacked around. Right? Correct. Yes. Which yes. is amazing and sickening. Tell tell Larry what happened with this Winterfest thing, which annoys the hell out of me. So I've worked with the Frick for a number of years now. Um, last year we did a bunch of weekends in December for them. We've done their Winterfest for I don't know how many years, but a good while. And it always goes over great. They have photographers. We're on the property. Yep. They take the pictures. Um they always book early in the year, so they're reserved for December, January season, um, which they did again this year. And uh, I get an email. Um, it was probably the day after Christmas, maybe, and that due to the circumstances and the national drive to stop horse and carriage, especially in Pittsburgh, they were going to have to cancel this year. And they've already given their deposit and everything. So it's nothing about money again. It's the whole point of it that, you know, they said they had employees that were that were upset over this. About what? Hold on. Upset about what? (laughs) What employees? What? Upset about a horse and carriage on their property. What? That they've just spent millions of dollars Uh, on a carriage museum. uh, Tell us about Winterfest. Tell us about Winterfest. Tell us about the Frick so folks kind of have a perspective. So the, the, the Frick is, you know, the museum over in, in Shadyside, Oakland area. It's beautiful. And, um, it's beautiful. You know, it's, a, it's an awesome place. Yep. They give tours. Yep. They have all kinds of antique carriages, the history, everything like that. And, um, you know, when this happened, I, I couldn't believe it through an email, of course. So I continue to get a hold of them, finally get a hold of the girl, and she said, you know, that she had researched it. And I asked her again, I said, you know, look, I don't want this to go public, but if you're going to make a stance, you should make it public. 
don't have my face and my carriage on your advertisement in December, and I start getting calls about it, and then sweep it under the rug, take it off the books, and nobody knows what happened. Oh, gosh. Uh, the, I said, if you've got donors and visitors, shouldn't they know what they're paying towards? Absolutely. And again, you pointed out the irony is they have a carriage museum. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Yes. What? Yes. Come on, man. <laughs> they do. Uh, what it, What are people saying? Is, it, uh, is the concern that somehow you're mistreating the horses, right, for people who are against this? It has to be. And, and I asked her, uh. I said, where did you do any research? Once again, these decisions were made. Nobody contacted me or any other person in the business to get our side of it. And she says, well, you know, I'd like to keep this confidential. <laughs> and, and we're just putting a hold on things to see where this goes over the next year. We haven't made our final decision yet. Hold on. Well, hold on. So these idiots can't, are canceling you out. Tell people, because you're mistreating horses. Tell people how you treat your horses, please. <laughs> Please, They're treated like gold. Right. You know, basically right now they had two days coming up here, booked with them the 13th and 14th, and they don't have any jobs booked until we start in the spring. <laughs> so they're taken care of every day. They're fed every day. They got their blankets on them so they don't get a chill. I mean, it's ridiculous. You're a bad man, brother. You're a bad man. Right, right. So I thought it'd be great. You know, people need to hear this stuff. So come on, man. As anybody else, and like I our... said, it's, it's not about the money. No, of course I mean, not. They've, they've already made their deposit. They stated they realize they're going to lose their deposit. Yeah, I'm more profitable not going and making a deposit. <laughs> but, Mike, this is our cancel you know, culture, buddy. This is it. Exactly. Through the back door, not public. I said, put it out there on your website that you canceled it for this reason. Let your sponsors see this so they can say, okay, I want to donate or I don't want to donate. And all I heard her doing was typing in the background. What? (laughs) She's typing on the keyboard. I don't know what she was doing, but clearly wasn't concerned with what I was saying. Did they show you any specific complaints? No, nothing. Nothing. So where can we find you these days, Mike, (laughs) if we want to... Simple, old-fashioned carriage ride. Uh, basically, probably just give me a call at my office, and uh, we can make reservations for downtown because we aren't canceled in town as of today. Um, and we do private events wherever, whenever. All right. Mike's Carriage Service. Mike Wirtz, thank you, and good luck. Hey, man, it's a sad statement. Sad statement about our culture, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and I said, what do you think the Fricks would say about this? Whoa. Nice. Nothing. No, no response. They wouldn't be freaking happy. You know, I love men. Well, correct. I love your honesty. I love your passion and your commitment to these animals. You treat them better than they'd be treated anywhere else in the world. It's unbelievable to me. You treat them better right. than Marty treats me, Mike. Let's right be on. honest. Right on. Larry gets no blanket. <laughs> I got no blankets. Right, right. A snuggie. Right. But, all right, man. Good luck. Okay. Man. Thank you. Call Mike. A lot going on this weekend in and around the city of Pittsburgh. One of the things is if you want to uh, think spring already and summer, the Pittsburgh RV show starts tomorrow at the David Lawrence Convention Center. Then mark this on your calendars for this month. 
It's the Pittsburgh Travel Showcase presented by AAA Travel, January 19th through the 21st, again at the David Lawrence Convention Center. And it's a one-stop shopping experience. Everything you could imagine related to travel, they got it right there under one roof. And you can go to pittsburghtravelshowcase.com to get ticket information where your adventure is waiting for you. Marty, you and your family did a huge adventure last summer to Europe. But where are you going this year? Erie. <laughs> Trailer park in Erie. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm I'm deeply concerned. Say why. About? The donuts, man. Oh, Fridays. So here's what happened. Tell him what, what's up with Patrick. He's sick as hell. Yeah. The He's got the flu. Patrick O'Connor, get Marty. Guru. Extraordinaire, executive producer, man of all, jack of all, the king. He does it all, but he's down for the count right yeah. now. Yeah, he's at home. Because we've been talking about this flu situation, and people I know who have had this flu in particular, forget about COVID and RSV for a minute, the flu, the seasonal flu, this one, uh, hits hard. It's rough. Seriously. So... One of the things he does that's very cool is he picks up the damn donuts on Fridays. And we have no courier. We kind of count on that. We do. Where's Amanda? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know I, I think it's kind of rude for me to call someone, like a salesperson at four in the morning and tell her to go get the donuts. So. What stops you now? I, I, I don't generally jack with the salespeople at that time of day. So... Don't they have like DoorDash people? Like a that, courier. Yeah, deliver food. Oakmontbakery.com or something. I'm trying to get Soreo. You can't reach him. No, but he just sits around out there. His son runs the business. Hey, he's making punchki now because it's uh, before you know it, we're going to be into Mardi, Mardi Gras. Tomorrow's punchki starts. They're kind of massive. Have you eaten a whole punchki ever? Not a whole one. No. It's like a 10x donut stuffed with fruit and or cream or both. My brother-in-law, Scott, you've met Scott. He's a very large man. <laughs> he is. How about that, Samantha? <laughs> Tall he, in stature. I think he ate four. Didn't he win some summer award for his athleticism? A gold medal. Senior games. Basketball. Um, volleyball. Oh, same thing. Full ride to Penn State, uh, volleyball and uh, uh, swimming. He's a he's a badass, unbelievable athlete. Paterno begged him to play football, but he has an eating disorder. He he won't stop. <laughs> Are you setting up for the birthday party he tonight? He had four punchkis. They're massive. This your brother-in-law. Yeah, my man can go. I mean, is he coming to the birthday party? Please don't. Have your fingers or hands around anything he's eating. You just hear like a, you know what, a, like a, one of those mulchers sounds like a tree trimmer. And I need someone to pick up the uh, donuts. Donuts. Larry, we don't have anyone. So here's what's going to happen. When they don't show... People start noticing what? You think about 8 o'clock. Closer to 9. Oh, oh, I see where There'll you're going with this. There'll be some angst around here. From 
our friends. Big Boss Dave. 93.7, a fan. Angry Ron. Oh, don't make him mad. You know what I'm saying? Let me see if I have some horse crunching sounds. <laughs> oh, that's trotting. That ain't going to work. This is for your brother-in-law. My man can eat some. <laughs> no, that ain't it. <laughs> that's not <laughs> One more. No, that ain't it either. Hey, on a serious note, we really don't have anyone to pick up the donuts, and it's kind of disconcerting. Um, I have new information on this uh, suspect who shot this Monroeville cop three times, who has a long road ahead. Thank God he's alive, but serious but stable condition. Has already had a couple surgeries. It's amazing. you got to hear this information about this guy that shot him. You're going to be shocked, Larry. Coming up next, right after the news with Paul Rasmussen. Hey, available units to start from Monroeville. Area Stoneflip had a robbery and shot fired at police. The 911 call in Monroeville from Wednesday night where a police officer was shot multiple times in his squad car after tracking down a robbery suspect. Yeah, first, uh, the sergeant, uh, we're not using his name. Um, they don't want us to. We won't. We got to honor and respect that. But he was a Pittsburgh cop, and he went to Monroe, uh, to chase to chase more money. Quite frankly, which, by the way, is very common these days. And I hear he's a hell of a cop and a hell of a guy. And he immediately drives up on this uh, guy that just robbed this crumble cookie there in the Miracle Mile, which we all know where that is. As soon as he pulls in, the guy starts shooting at him. He has two guns, sixteen shots, Larry, into his car. Um, hit the officer three times. Uh, I'm told that his elbow is shattered. Yeah, I'm told that there's going to be a lot of recovery. I'm told he's had several surgeries. He's in critical but stable condition. Now, again, yesterday when I said he's going to be okay, that means he's going to live. But he's got a lot to go through. Right. Shot three times, shot in the abdomen. Uh, could have some intestinal issues as a result of where that bullet entered uh, without getting uh, more detail about that. But here's what's fascinating. And so there are a lot of people supporting him, obviously. And as this evolves and as there's outreach to the public, we'll do anything we can, whether it's fundraising or anything he needs so that he gets better. Because at the end of the day, ma'am, if something like this happens to you as a cop and your elbow is shattered, think about what it's like to try to get back to work. And as I mentioned to you yesterday, one of the Tree of Life cops uh, here in Pittsburgh He's had 100 surgeries, approximately. Seriously. It's a hell of a job. So, regarding this suspect, he had these two guns. He dropped the guns and stood there before they even, uh, after he fires into the cop car, all the other squad cars pull up and they're ready to get out and act, as, as you might say, right? Drops the guns and stands there. In other words, I'm done. I give up. They take him into custody, and I've heard this happening before, and I, I don't know the end game. Maybe someone can help me with this madness. He has not said one word. He had no plan on how to rob this place. Most of the time, there's some kind of plan. There's no plan at all. Oh, let me see. Let's go in and rob a cookie place. He drops the two guns, stands there, and since his arrest, he's in the Allegheny County Jail. He has said nothing, not one word. He won't talk to police at all. And call me a dummy, but I thought 
There's no way they could arrest some unknown guy who won't give his name and has no ID. There's no way they can't find out who he is. They don't know who he is. Even right now, Larry. He won't give his name. He had no ID. (laughs) They can't trace any vehicle to him or anyone he knows. Apparently, there's no usable fingerprints on anything. Larry, think about this. He will not give them a fingerprint. Have you been, we've all been, you've been fingerprinted, right? It's kind no. of a process. No, actually. Oh, you haven't. I have several times. I can't remember why, when I was arrested or for other reasons. I can't remember. But it's this little ink thing that you roll your fingers in. Roll. It has to be rolled. And then you roll it onto a piece of paper, in essence. He won't. I'm laughing because this is so absurd. He won't let them do that. So to me, I'm like, get a couple of big cops, hold his you-know-what down, and fingerprinting. I guess you're not allowed to do that anymore. They can't do it physically. I, I don't know what you're allowed to do, but I said get a couple of big cops, hold him down, and fingerprint him. They said that's this big table, Larry, and that you can't physically do that, that it's some way they have to help you roll their finger so they can get a fingerprint. So he's sitting in jail, and they have no way of knowing who the heck he is. He's a little guy, 5'5". I'm not picking on his size. I'm suggesting, oh, they don't use ink anymore. I don't know what they use. Um, I'm, I'm not suggesting he's little or that that has anything to do with it. What I'm suggesting is, as they think, and they really don't know, they think he might be a juvenile, but they don't know. He's in the adult unit, but I'm told he's by himself in a cell. So I don't understand the end game here, Larry. Do you, brother? No. I mean, what's his plan? What's he wait? What? And at some point, someone will call, someone will tip off police, and they'll find out who he is. So I don't get what he's trying to pull off here. Does he somehow think in some delusional way, because you got to be delusional to shoot and try and kill a cop? That what, Larry, they're going to come in and say, oh, man, we're sorry. We cannot find who you are going home. Especially robbing a cookie right. place. You're going to, you're going to. And trying to kill a cop. Right. So, and, and here's what's crazy to me, Larry. I thought, you think today with our facial identification, mm-hmm. right? With all the technology we have, the scanning abilities we have, that you they would have some kind of device where you could scan someone's thumb or just scan it and grab their fingerprint i guess not so so as of now and what we're more than 24 hours past right almost two days now they have no idea who this guy is unidentified and he's sitting in jail the waiting game they'll get him larry you watch they'll get him today a lot of people finally getting back in the groove after the holidays getting into the weekend and uh, there is a lot going on especially if you're a sports fan in our nine o'clock hour, we'll introduce you to the Steelers fan of the year. Each team picks one in one of those guys. They represent us at the Super Bowl, and you'll meet this uh, gentleman and he's got a pretty amazing story. Nice. Coming up right after the news, uh, we talked to Dr. Don Yeely, chief medical officer at UPMC. And because of the situation, we find ourselves in with the spike in the, Seasonal flu, RSV, and COVID, really important information, kind of give you a touch point 
as to where we are today. Well, the numbers came out in exponential growth yeah. in the number of, of flu cases. Particularly in the flu, and we're hearing, even anecdotally, that this strain is uh, hitting people pretty hard, those who get it. And uh, we'll get the latest from Dr. Don Yeely as well. And then later, Congressman Chris Deluzio, right after the news at 9, because he's concerned over this potential deal with Japan. And, and U.S. Steel. U.S. Steel. But here's what we're going to talk about. You know why we have this problem? Because of tariffs. Trump's tariffs, in case anyone wants to know. And we're also going to talk about Mark Fogel, because he's in on trying to get him released, too. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's been a push. Some of our local elected officials, including United States Congressman Guy Reschenthaler, who joined us live earlier this week to talk about the efforts to free this man, who's a teacher and spent his whole life teaching and many of those years abroad. And so he's in a hard labor Russian camp and trying to get him under a status that would allow him to be released. And the truth is, Let's be blunt. He's your average white man. He's not a celebrity. He's not a high-profile reporter for the Wall Street Journal. In essence, he doesn't create a sizzle in Washington or around the world. And I'll tell you what happens. Because they can't or won't help him, guess what happens? Anyone out there who's high-profile becomes more of a target to be kidnapped this way or held this way. Why? Because Russia knows. They got more juice. Right on, brother. No question. Right on. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.